Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. And today's guest is Melissa Brander, CEO and founder of pockethomeschool.com and the creator of the Smart Learning Collection. Smart stands for simple to implement, meaningful family experiences, academically oriented, reasonably priced tools for explorative learning. This is his company's mission and vision statement. In this episode, Melissa explains how some really good friends encouraged her and showed her that she had something valuable to offer. And now she creates that for you and loves creating curriculum resources for families. She combines academics like learning about the wetlands with family experiences and her units cost about as much as as two gallons of milk. It's a curriculum for any budget. You got this, guys. Go grab your coffee, go grab your tea, and a pen paper, because you're not going to want to miss what Melissa has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Every Thursday, I have Teacher Talk Thursdays where I talk about practical things to help you save money on curriculum and create units yourself easy and quickly with things that you already have. Also, I will be holding a lesson planning masterclass on October 15th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The first 100 people will get it for $25 along with two one-week science lessons after the masterclass. Register below and I will see you on October 15th. Today we have Melissa Brander from Pocket Homeschooling. Melissa, say hello to our listeners and tell us one thing you believe most have misconceived notions about homeschooling. Thank you so much, Bex, for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions out there, especially like when you start Googling and start looking around on social media and Instagram, is how many uh, homeschoolers just make it look so perfect. They have like very beautiful, like ornately organized supplies and everything like that. But that's not real life. And I think you have to understand that like homeschooling is awesome, but you're also going to have bad days. And you know, our art supplies are all over the house. They are not in like neat little cups, like a lot of uh, influencers have it on Instagram. And so I think just understanding the reality that homeschooling is wonderful, but it isn't this uh, picture perfect scene all the time. That could really put someone off, honestly, because I know when I first started my podcast, I was like looking going, oh my gosh, these people are so organized like this. How am I ever going? <laughs> I felt the exact same way. So I love that you felt you you said that because um, a lot of times, you know, we're looking at their highlight reels. And that's something that we really need to take into consideration because even with our, our kids, right? Isn't that why we're homeschooling? Because we don't want our children to go around thinking that, hey, you have to have this perfect life. And, you know, I just look on social media, look at how great these kids and these teenagers have their life. And it's not, that isn't reality. The reality is days are messy. Some, you know, 
it's funny because uh, a couple of my friends who began to homeschool said, and even some moms who I've interviewed said, um, I cried more in the beginning than my kids did. <laughs> it's like, you know, and I, I love hearing that because it does give you encouragement. It does give you a sense of like, okay, I don't have to be perfect. I, I, I got this, right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah, and, and what a great way to lead by example, right? To your kids knowing that, hey, mom doesn't have it all together, but we together, we can get it together. Yes. I yes. love that. Yeah, so I want to talk about your creation. Your creation, pocket homeschooling. Now, your mission seems to focus on equipping parents, the SMART way of homeschooling, which is a really clever acronym that you have on your website to help people, I guess, remember your mission and your vision statement, I think. And um, because I know when I think of, you know, your name, Pocket Homeschooling, I feel as if I have resources wherever I go. Like, was that the idea behind everything? Yes, for sure. Um, the idea is really like, I, I grew up in the sort of internet era. I mean, I'm not a digital native, but I'm a millennial. So um, I was very comfortable with technology starting in like my teenage years. And so I have come to like, have all these resources in my pocket, uh, because we have like all smartphones now. And we have access to those resources at the tip of our fingers that like, future or past people could have only imagined. Um, And so that's where the name pocket homeschool comes from. And my um, smart method of homeschooling is that I focus on resources that are simple to implement, meaningful family experiences, academically oriented, reasonably priced tools for explorative learning. And I just really wanted a way to let people know what my curriculum was about, what I'm about, what my values are, because there are so many homeschooling websites now. And it can be hard sometimes when you're looking at a new website and you're trying to figure out, does the way that this person view homeschooling mesh with how I envision homeschooling happening in my family? And so I wanted to share what my values were and what I used to create all the curriculum that I create and the resources that I create so that you would be able to understand at a quick glance if this was a good fit for you or not. I love that. And it's so funny. You mentioned that as a teenager, you just were, you know, used to technology and everything. And, and I, as you were saying, that, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, wow, when I was a teenager, they were taking typewriters out and they were putting in these really you know, word processors. I mean, I literally halfway through the year, I remember my teacher, um, you know, I started off with a typewriter and my teacher said, we're getting word processors. And that was like huge, man. I mean, I think it, I think it was like a 12 bit. <laughs> oh my God. I totally dated myself. I totally dated myself. But anyways, who cares? That's okay. Me too. It's so funny, like when I sit there and think about it, and you're so right, like nowadays, it's all technology based. And, you know, it's the information age, it's such a big deal to be able to have that, you know, technology and that technical literacy. 
And, um, and I think it's so cool that, you know, you're, you're bringing it right in, but you also have an aspect of that one-on-one -on -one personal, you know, yeah. touch time. And you definitely seem to be a person who is super duper outdoorsy and loves to do things, you know, outside technology. So I think that's super cool. How do you incorporate that into your, um, into your homeschooling and like you're learning personally with your kids? It's kind of funny because if you had asked me like five years ago, if I was an outdoorsy person, I would have said, no, no way. I'm not outdoorsy. I used to describe myself as a happily 100% indoorsy. Um, but really like as my kids have gotten older and as like just things have sort of naturally changed and shift over time, I really become uh, sort of in love with the outdoors and all the really awesome opportunities that it brings for homeschooling, even just something as simple as like taking your read aloud and taking it outside, it can make a really big difference. And, you, and you're getting all that like extra sensory input and everything about that and about uh, just exploring different places, exploring different hikes, exploring different trails, exploring different bodies of water. There's so much to be learned. And the cool thing is the way you can sort of uh, take one thing, like you don't have to feel like you know it all. And so say you go to a pond and you see something you don't know, you can just like snap a picture and later on go home with your kids and try and figure out what it is, try and figure out what you saw. And, and you're showing them, you're modeling to them that people can be lifelong learners and that you are modeling that learning isn't just a thing that like you do from like preschool to 12th grade and then you're just done with it. Or maybe you go on to college and then after college, you're just done with it. You're, you're modeling to them that adults have things to learn too and that learning is part of the human experience. And so it's really great to uh, make those connections and to show your kids that things are new to you too and that things are exciting to you too and that things are wonderful to you too and amazing because when you are having that experience with your kids where you're all seeing something and you're just like in awe of what you're seeing because it's so incredible and you haven't seen anything like it before it's it's really fun and it's a really great bonding experience and it's also just a really wonderful part of homeschooling and you don't have to have anything special to make those moments happen. You just sort of have to keep your eyes open and they'll happen. And you might not always realize it until later, but you'll look back and you'll see like, wow, that moment, I really felt connected. We really had something special there and we were able to learn and grow together. I love your energy. Oh my gosh, you are such a bowl of sunshine. You really are. And I just, I, I can I literally listen to you all day because you just have so much excitement in you. And, you know, and I love how family oriented you are. You have boys, right? Yes. Yeah. Your boys probably have you running around and just, yes. you know, <laughs> I could totally understand how like you're, you've changed because boys are so active and everything. So just probably keeping up with them has been fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. And also friends, like I've had the opportunity to meet homeschooling friends that have different strengths than me and that teach me things like one of my friends, uh, she coordinated for our co-op that we would rent uh, stand up paddle boards. And I had never stand up paddle boarded before that. 
but uh, because I was able to go with someone who knew what they were doing and who like was able to show me the ropes that made it more accessible to me. And I think that's kind of one of the, the things that I want to do in with pocket homeschool is to make it make homeschooling accessible to you because you have someone here. I'm here to help you and guide you through it and make you feel like it is possible for you because sometimes things feel really impossible when you've never done it and you don't have any experience with it. But when you have someone who's there to help you along and to guide you and to say like, this is possible for you. You can do this. It is something that you can do if you want to do it and to to help you learn the ropes and get started and those little things that you might not know looking in from the outside, like thinking about it like stand-up paddleboarding. I had watched people stand-up paddleboard before, but I didn't know that much. But then, you know, my friend came and she showed me and she was like, this is how you paddle and this is how you do it. And so in like homeschooling too, especially if you don't know anyone else who homeschools when you get started, like meeting other people and learning from them and getting some tips and insider tricks that you might not know just from like what you've read about it and things like that. So that's why one of my goals with Pocket Homeschool is really to connect with people and help them feel like they are capable of homeschooling and to show them to be that guide that helps them do something that they've never done before. Because we're all rookies, right? When we have our kids, we're all rookies, right? And eventually through time, uh, we become not rookies and then we have the great privilege to help other people along the way. And that's all part of success, right? Being able to take what you've learned and help other people about on the way. And you obviously have an amazing teachable spirit. Like you are just, uh, you seem like a sponge. <laughs> like you just want to just soak up experiences and everything and just share them with other people. What was your inspiration to create Pocket Homeschool? So this is another one of those situations where uh, friends can come in handy. I have to say like it was something that I thought about doing for a long time. And uh, I just like, I don't know, you get all those like hangups in the back of your head, kind of like with homeschooling too. Sometimes people consider homeschooling for a long time, but you have all these like ideas in your back of your head and you don't feel capable. Um, but I had friends of mine that really encouraged me that I had something valuable and that I could really help people. And so, uh, you know, sometimes you just have to like, take a leap of faith. And so after my friends encouraged me, I took a leap of faith and it's been a little over two years now. And I really love running it. And I'm really glad that I took that leap of faith. Um, because if it was me, I mean, it's easier. I've had to learn so many new things. Like I know how to homeschool, but like the technology and everything like that, that was a lot of it was new to me learning things. And I've had some big tech mishaps along the way because that's life, right? But I I love what I do and I love getting to talk to people and there's nothing better than when I help someone and they they say to me, they you know write me a quick email or whatever and say, that was so encouraging. Like it just is, it's just so wonderful to be a part of this world and to be able to help and connect other people along the way in their homeschooling journey.
You have so much appreciation in your heart. You can totally hear it. And I love how thoughtful you are it's for families to just be giving, you know, of yourself. And I know, you know, one thing that Zig Ziglar says, he says, the more people you help get what they want, you will get what you want. And, you know, for you, it seems like just family, familial freedom and just to be able to watch other people succeed and be successful. So it's like a really beautiful culmination of what you do and what you're experiencing. So, you know, with, with, with how you're, you've been shaping your, your way of thinking and how your boys have changed things for you and how your life is just moving along these last two years, you know, um, how, how are you incorporating all that in your curriculum? I think like one thing that I love to do when I'm creating curriculum is uh, just incorporate a lot of different ways to learn and to be able to think about like, okay, what is a way that like we could take this and is there a place we can go? Is there a place we can visit to see this? Like uh, I have, uh, for example, I have a wetland unit study. And one of the things that I put in the unit study is a journal page with like different prompts for you to think about after you visit your own wetland, because it it's so nice to have that experiential learning and tie it in. I think sometimes there gets to be this thing where we feel like it has to be either books or experiential learning, but I don't feel that way at all. I feel like you can combine those really well. You can learn from the book and then you can go out and experience and that you can meld these things together. And at the same time, while you are learning from the book and having experience, you are also having this family experience too. You know, if you visit a wetland, land and you like are thinking about all the things you learned but you're also there like with your family you're hiking the trails you are observing together and so like really tying all these things together is something that I really really enjoy doing and looking for the ways that connections can be made across different areas you've really piqued my interest right now because now I want to know like what does one lesson look like in your curriculum well give me like an example of, an, of a lesson I would love to like just kind of like visualize it in my head now yeah I think so what I like to do like one of my thing is like tools for explorative learning so I'm not gonna say like this is the exact order that you need to do it in. I'm going to give you the resources so that you can look through and you can say, okay, I think these parts are the parts that are going to work best to teach my children. And these parts are the parts that they're not ready for or that they're too young for or that are just not going to be the best fit for them. I do that because I think the, one of the benefits of homeschooling is having a lot of flexibility. So I want to provide you with enough structure that you feel capable to teach it, but not so much structure that it's it's regimented. And so it's really, because I, because I focus on tools, it's not going to be like, this is what you do on Monday and this is what you do on Tuesday and this is what you do on Wednesday. It's going to be more of a thinking for like a minute, think for like a minute about what is the tools and what you want your kids to focus on when they're doing this and then taking those out and the rest you can leave. Because I think like, if I think about my own experience of using curriculum, I never do like a hundred percent of everything that's there. And I think that's an important thing for new homeschoolers and even existing homeschoolers to hear. Like 
there are going to be things where you're like, oh, you read this thing and you're like, oh, that book sounds really cool. And then you look and the your library doesn't have the book and the book is going to be like $50 and you're like, well, no, this is not cool anymore. Um, so I think like being able to have that flexibility is something that I build into uh, what I create because I want you to look at it and take what works for your family and leave the rest without any guilt or shame about not finishing it or anything like that. You need to take the parts, the tools that are there. And so that's why I try to include like video resources and book resources because some kids learn better through video and some kids learn better through book or maybe you're a low screen family and you don't really want to focus on the video resources then you can just focus on the books so that's why I try to include different ways of learning so that you can just take the ones that work for your family and leave the rest yeah, even as a teacher, okay, I teach you in public school system still, and I don't utilize all my curriculum. Like I utilize only things that are going to be beneficial. So a lot of I I do have to agree that we don't get through every single thing, and that's and the whole point is not to get through everything. The point is to teach the student yes. how to learn. We use yes. the content to get them there. Um, and along the way, they learn something about yes. that content, which is really exciting. But at the end of the day, I can't even remember what I learned in college. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I don't remember what I learned in college. I remember, I definitely do not remember what I learned in high school. Um, and I completely don't actually I remember one thing in, in um elementary school and oh, I remember a couple of things in elementary school now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it but you know why I remember them because I either enjoyed it or it yes. was a terrible experience do you know what I'm saying yeah. so yes. I remember getting kicked out of first grade all the time because I talked too much I was the biggest talker in the whole entire world now can you see why I'm a podcaster? So <laughs> it's just like, it makes total sense, right? And, um, but I remember my second grade, I learned French and she was an amazing teacher. And, you know, third grade, I remember my third grade teacher math. So that's actually where I stopped remembering um, uh, anything else after that. But it is one of those things where, you know, you want to be able to um, give people great experiences, help them understand, like, it's not this regimented thing. And, you know, you're able to, you know, design your lesson the way you want them. So like, what would be a tool that you would help parents um, utilize, like, let's say for the wetlands, like you had mentioned? Yeah. Um, so I like to include uh, different media resources. So like books, videos, podcasts, if I can, sometimes there's not always, um, podcast resources on a subject. And then I also like to, um, when I'm creating, I like to brainstorm and I think, okay, how can you incorporate different subject areas into this? Like on, on its, on its surface, wetlands, you're like, maybe you're thinking like science and yes, it is science, but then you, th you think a little bit longer and you, th and I sit down and think like, okay, how can I incorporate some other, some other subject areas? And how can I like, there's a little, a little bit of art in there. It's like science and art um, with like uh, making scientific diagrams, which is the kind of art that we never think that much about but you are exercising both your creative skills and you're thinking about how to explain something, which like the act of uh, explaining something or teaching something, it helps your brain remember it. And so uh, that's like in there, I have like some prompts like that say like, you know, 
draw how this works and draw how this works and different things like that. Uh, draw how wetlands prevent flooding. Um, so then, then you have to think through like how do wetlands prevent flooding? When I learned that, what does it mean? And then also how can I draw it? And you can draw it really simple or you can get fancy and have a bunch of different colors and make it like color coded and, and everything like that. So you can like see the ways that like, even if it looks like one thing on the surface, you can incorporate different skills and you can incorporate different levels. Um, in there, for example, there's I, I created um, an activity where you can like create your own little book about different animals that live in wetlands. And so there's some of the uh, there's like one level of the book which has the animal facts for you, but there's another level where you can add the facts yourself. Um, so depending on what level you are at, and that just gives you like freedom to explore and freedom to think about like you're creating this little book and then you're having to think about which parts are important to you. And by you, I mean the kid and not necessarily like the parent because there are different, there are different things that we learn. And the the ability to show what you learned and show what's important to you and not just what's important to the teacher um, not just what's important to your your you as a homeschool parent but to give your kids an opportunity to show okay I learned this what's important to to you about this what's important um to the kid about this and and to be able to create too in your own way even within boundaries but also, you know, you're limitless. If your kid gets really into this and you just feel like we're just going to devote all our time to learning, then it'll just kind of snowball naturally from there. And I, I agree with you. I, I utilize art in, I teach sciences. I teach physics and biology and I use art all the time, like all the time, because it's, you're right. It is a skill that my students need to know because it's utilized in that. And I also try to incorporate history and things like that. So a hundred percent right on. So as we're wrapping up, Melissa, um, what is the call to action? Where can they get your resources and connect with you? Um, so the best place is, I'm going to say two places. Uh, first of all, go to my website, pockethomeschool.com. On there, you can sign up for my newsletter. Every week on my newsletter, I send out five ideas you can use in your homeschool. I call it Five for Friday. Sometimes they're uh, videos you can watch. Sometimes they're projects you can do. Sometimes they're encouragement for you as a homeschool mom. It's always a little bit different, but I hope that you'll be able to look at those five ideas and find at least one that's going to be beneficial to your homeschool, if not more. And then uh, I did recently launch um, the Smart Homeschool Society and that if you want some more uh, support and encouragement and um, really personalized, like I have office hours in there where you can come and ask all your questions and I give a, uh, once a month a workshop um, that's brand new and recently launched only a few weeks ago and I would love to have you in there if you really want some more personalized one-on-one -on -one encouragement and support to you as the homeschool parent and so it's my newsletter is free the society is not free but there's a bunch of different resources for you if you just take a look I'm sure you'll find at least one thing that uh, you would feel is helpful and I have all my um 
principal curriculum is on my website too, which is pockethomeschool.com. And I'm sure Bex, you'll have links to that with the link magic. I will have the link magic. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you give a lot of great resources and, you know, your time to be able to be on that society. It's a big deal because you're going to be getting a lot of information from other parents and so many resources. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be like a, a major masterclass of masterminds. Yes. So that's beautiful. What is one thing you want to leave with parents from our conversation today? I think I just want to encourage parents that there is so much joy to be found in homeschooling and that there's so much joy to be found in figuring out the things that work for you. My my biggest thing, and I don't know if I mentioned it, but my biggest thing is that I don't want you to homeschool exactly like me. I want you to homeschool exactly like you. I want to give you resources that will just be good for you and your family and the ones that aren't good, there's no pressure to use them. Use the ones that are good for you because you should homeschool exactly like your family and not exactly like me. Love it. And with that, thank you so much for coming on today, Melissa, and just sharing your experience, your energy, your passion, and all of your excitement. It's super contagious. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.